Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Candy and Company. I'm Candy, and my company tonight is co-host Joe Minetti. Howdy. And the very sexy and fabulous Miss Juicy. Hello, everyone. <laughs> now, just so everybody knows, Miss Juicy has a show on Tuesday nights. Juicy Tales mm-hmm. Erotic Chat. And if you have not listened in, please prepare yourselves. You know, either don't wear the panties or, you know, bring something to mop up afterwards because you're going to need it after her show. I'm just saying. <laughs> we had a hot one last night. We sure did. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I've met some get- fun people listening to your show. You just, you know. Oh. I just want to. I got to. I got to give a shout out to my co-host from last night, Miss Jet Setting Jasmine. She was phenomenal, and I definitely got to have her back on the show again because an hour and a half just wasn't enough time. It just wasn't. <laughs> and this time this year, uh, I'm actually starting. I started a new series. It's done. I just got to get it edited, but I have to get the second book of my other series out first. But this novel is an erotic novel. Ooh, I can't wait. And, and right after I wrote my first scene, I went on Shakir's page, and I'm like, how do you do this? This is so addicting. Writing the erotic scene was like, okay, the rest of the book, I'm like, I really wanted to get it. I wanted to get the plot out. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. But let me tell you, when I got into those erotic scenes, it was like, wow. It was it was not only fun, but I think I made myself hot. I mean, you know, that, that's how you know it's a good erotic scene, right? Just, when you're sitting there afterwards going, I need to smoke. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got to turn yourself on. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It, it, and, and that's really what eroticism is all about, and a lot of people um, forget that. They forget that eroticism is about foreplay and um, just, getting yourself in the mood and if you can make it erotic, you know, anything is game. Anything is open after that. But you've got to have that eroticism in there. you got to have that uh, tantalizing time, you know. Get the right. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, now we, we are going to talk about erotica and sex tonight, but this is Black History Month, so I want to talk – specifically at least for a little while, about, you know, black erotica. And I I did a lot of research online, and I was surprised to find out that until Zane uh, published her first books in 1999 that black erotica really wasn't mainstream. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. Um, I mean, you could find it if you knew where to look, but you you definitely had to dig deep. You did have to dig deep, and um, but there were some. Uh, there was a book out years and years and years ago that I read called The Season, and I can't really remember um, who wrote it. I was young, uh, and it was pretty graphic. And it, I think why I read it so much because number one, it it uh, was associated with football, which is of course my favorite. <laughs> well, I love football players. Yes, I do. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, so that book dealt with that, but it's got a lot of erotica in it, and 
it, basically the characters were African American. So this really, really was like my first taste of, you know, not a Harlequin romance by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and you know, from there on, you have some some spatterings, and then finally, I think Zane just took it to another level and really got to the point where people were really taking notice that we too can be erotic. So, right. <laughs> I think um, well, my experience with um. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Did you? Did you no, no, no. I didn't mean to you cut go you off. ahead. Uh-uh. You go right um, ahead, baby. You know, my experience with uh, I, I dabbled in the adult entertainment work, as performed in it in adult films from 2002 to 2006 for about four years, and I just remember, you know, I did it with the whole bear, gay bear scene. Um, black performers, uh, you know, they've always been a part of erotica and a part of our fantasies because they're so beautiful and so sexy in the straight and gay world. But I noticed even, you know, in, in the gay male or in adult performing scene and, and just gay male erotica in general, it was a very specialized kind of objectified, I mean, you're all objectified to some degree when you're doing that, I guess. But I just noticed that the men of color, it was always kind of like this very uh, specialized, objectified uh, section of of the entertainment industry that you'd or in, in when you went to the video store, there was that special section that they they didn't really give them the exposure even in the LGBT media. I noticed you know there's so many beautiful uh, straight gay black men women, and you rarely I, I, I at least I from my experience I didn't see a whole bunch of them on the covers of the magazines as much as the the whiteness that was so prevalent. And I'm wondering, you know, do you see any changes in that, that it, that it's becoming, we're getting more visibility for, for people with black erotica? It's it's a slow process. Um, a lot of date back to our history, number one. Um, when you're talking about just the black male in, in particular and, and in this country, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there, you know, there's there's a lot of debate going on about what is going on in the black community, whether it's on the erotic side or the vanilla side of the house. And from how we're treated uh, by the police to how we're treated in our within our own communities, how we treat each other. What I have noticed over the years is that we've always been erotic, always been erotic. But if you look at history, it's always been stifled um, from us being in Africa with, you know, if you'll, you'll go way, way back with, with uh, the, the dancing, the, the, you know, they danced for, to be fertile, to uh, worship the land, to, um, it, but it was considered very provocative and, uh, unchristian-like, of course, you know, with, with, with Christianity rolling through everywhere. Um, so there was all of this, uh, you know, we were, su- you know, subject to, to beatings, to, to mutilations, to um, chastity, to uh, 
anything that you can think of to to demean us and to demoralize us. And for a long time, I think we became ashamed. We became ashamed of our bodies because we were told we weren't beautiful. We were told that we weren't the norm. We were we were put into slavery. We were considered anything but a person. Um, it, it took years for us to come out of this, and some of us still carry that. Some of us still carry that deep down psychological uh, manifestation that has taken place where if we do certain things in erotica or if we even speak about sex or if we taboo or it's uh, it's a bad thing to do or it's a bad thing to speak on. Um, so in a lot of ways, we still carry so much damage from prior years, from our past, we bring it into the future. We, our black men were looked upon as um, savages, beasts, mm-hmm. um, a lot of so negative connotations, mm-hmm, a lot of negative connotations to them. Um, yeah. But but then at the same time, you're you're seeing women that desired them. They they weren't seeing in their own cultures possibly the the bodies that our black men have the the cutness the 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 buttocks area the genitals um right. it, it, we are all a little bit different and you know then they started to crave this because they're not they're not getting it uh, they kind of like that that animal animalistic kind of approach um a lot of women of the caucasian persuasion back in the day were just taught to lay there and the only time you need to have sex is to make children mm-hmm. um so it wasn't the same kind of thing that the white man got on top did what he had to do moved on okay but then the white man would go to the black woman and she's more curvaceous. She's not polite about sex. Um, you know, she's making noises. Her her body is responding to his touch. Um, she's not been taught that, you know, you just do your duty, dear, and that's it. <laughs> you know, she's, mm-hmm. she's not she's not that that type of a person. So that draws a, a man that's not used to having something like that. That draws them to it. And not to mention they were their property. They could do it with, with them with whatever they wanted to do. Then you're looking at the woman, who the white woman, who is looking at this gorgeous black man with all these muscles and, you know, rippling all over his body, this sweat running off of him from working. And they think that they're virile and strong and... That's not what they have in their husbands. Wait a minute, I need to tell. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I got to jump in here too. It's, it's, I'm listening to you. I'm getting, I'm getting very excited. But um, on top of getting, on top of getting very excited, 
Um, you know, I, across the board, even um, without any kind of, uh, you know, any kind of stereotypes or anything that people want to assign other people. Right. I right. think that um, there's just a sexual openness across the board that's shut down. Uh, there's all there's always cultural differences, you know, in Latin culture, black culture, white culture. There are those cultural differences, and, and it, it's important to acknowledge them. But on top of that, I know even in, in the gay male world, uh, even gay men across the board who are any color, when HIV-AIDS hits the scene, uh, the whole attitude about sexual freedom almost completely shut down. And gay men were suddenly... Uh, being looked upon in very much the way you're describing the way a lot of people uh, misguidedly and very in, in very racist uh, terms look upon black men as always being predatory, always being on the sexual prowl, always being sexually dangerous. Um, and I'm just imagining how it must be in, in black culture for to be a black gay man, and and it's it's enough for anyone to be looked upon as predatory because of this the the really uptight mores we have about sexuality in general, but the way we assigned really predatory characteristics to black people and to gay men in general, I think across the board, I think you really pinpointed a lot of... Uh, we, we had these horrible stereotypes about the, the, the black men being uh, on the sexual prowl being savages. Uh, but it's funny, even when you... I mean, I'm a big movie buff. And when you look at someone even as, as gentlemanly and, and, and stylish and dignified and articulate as Sidney Poitier, he just oozes sexuality because he's so comfortable with himself. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. And I think that there's a cultural thing with uh, certain cultures, perhaps, uh, you know, without generalizing and, and assigning the same qualities to everybody because we're all individuals. But there, I think there are cultural differences in morals that uh, so there are certain cultural attitudes that are more uptight. Uh, I mean, I'm living in Connecticut now. I grew up in New York, and then I lived in Los Angeles for 24 years. And across the board, in terms of gay culture, I noticed the sexual differences. Connecticut is by far much more stuffy and conservative and much more sexually uptight than anything that I was allowed to experience in Los Angeles. And that goes across the board, let alone the, the cultural diversity that doesn't exist in Connecticut that did exist in Los Angeles and that does exist in New York City. Um, I see the lack of the sexual energy that was available there, and I, and I also see the lack of visibility for black for black people in general. And I know it is like you said, it's changing slowly. But I'm wondering how much of this do you think is cultural attitudes that we assign to people based on racist stereotypes, and how much of this just has to do with our sexual uptightness, and maybe how HIV/AIDS has to play in this as well. Well, I think some people. I think people are being a little more con- conservative. Um, definitely, a little more. I, and I, I don't want to say conservative. I'm going to say a little more choosy. Um, and and it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Um, you know, there are you know the prom- promiscuity. We all know about the '60s and the '70s and where it led us. What aisle it led us down. So. To be picky about who is in your life or how much sex you want to have and how open you are and how not open you are, there are choices that we can now, all of us can make, no matter what race you are. Um, 
but there are still some stigmatisms that linger within the black community, and they will linger for a long time to come because there's a lot of damage that's been done. Um, you know, even even in the gay community, when, when you think of the gay community and you uh, are a young black man and you, you're gay, uh, it might be a little harder for them to come out mm-hmm. to their family because we're all thinking we're going to raise kings, okay? We're going to raise mm-hmm. these 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 men that are going to lead and have children and carry on the line and yada, yada, yada. Um, and somewhere subliminally that's in our minds, no matter what. And mm-hmm. we're going to let down our family and we're going to, we, we don't talk about it or we become down low, you know, down low brothers or we become um, married and very unhappy. Uh, so, there's still a lot of things in our cultures, everyone's cultures, I think, but just mostly the black community. There's still some stuff in our cultures that we we are not have not adjusted to. Um, some people have, some people haven't, some people will, some people won't. Um, but are we changing? Is it getting better? I think it's getting better. I think we're getting more, becoming more open. Um, I think that there are more opportunities, not just. Um, in our culture from the standpoint of just like, for example, when you're talking about porn, you, you'll recall that porn just started with, you know, a lot of uh, white producers and white people putting the money up, and, you know, that was yes. the way it was. Yes. And, you know, now there's a lot more diversity, so it's kind of like, um, here's a good example, although I thought it, I, I made a comment on this before, and I think it was like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Barbie just got it, okay? Barbie is so happy, Mattel is so happy with itself that it has come out with Barbies that look like everyday women and everyday girls. They are just so thrilled about themselves after they've messed up for how many years? <laughs> All the way from, from the 1950s to 2016. Yeah, that's kind of like New London having its first gay pride in 2014 and patting stuff on the back. Yeah. Right. They're, they're just so thrilled that they have done something like this. And I'm right. sitting here, first of all, first of all, I never liked Barbie in the first place because Barbie had more than I had. Okay, I hate, I hate, I hate you, Barbie. <laughs> What you have is pretty awesome. What you have is pretty awesome. You you have it all over Barbie any day in my book. I hate Barbie. Okay, so anyway, so then, then, you know, you're patting yourself on the back for something that people have been crying for and yelling about for 50 years and plus, and and now you're doing it. Well, it's kind of the same thing when you think about porn, you know, We've been having sex for a long time, guys. I mean, I'm just. (laughs) (laughs) You know, black black folks, Latinos, uh, you know, our Orientals, Indians, you know, Native Americans. We all been doing it for, that's how we keep the races going. I'm just saying. But now all of a sudden, you know, We've been able to, in the media standpoint, from the media standpoint, with Zane coming out, 
with more black porn being available where there's more directors, there's more producers, um, you know, for the Latinos, when you go on these websites, uh, these like, what is it, uh, Rundu or something like that, websites or Uh the free, you can go to all of these categories now. And there's 50 million categories out there. But my thing is, is that even with the gay population, back in the Roman days, that was what? Normal. <laughs> right? It was, that, it was nothing for a man to take a boy to bed after bedding his wife. There was no, It was commonplace. Mm-hmm. You know, for the ones the ones that afford it. Um, it's funny how we went backwards, isn't it? I mean, that was the same thing with movies. I mean, Mae West single-handedly brought about the uh, the censorship code because they, they considered her films too risque. But you look at films before uh, the 1940s and some of these films in the 30s, and they were pretty hot. And then all of a sudden, everything got tame and they brought the, the boom down. Uh, it's like you're saying about... Sexuality. I mean, we were going gangbusters and then kind of pull the reins in, pull the reins in. Well, and it's whoever has the most money. That's how I feel about it. Whoever yes. has, yes. whoever has the most money to to control what we see, to control what we hear, to to look at the magazines. Um, you know, and I always tell people, you know, God knows I love Holly Weird, but they don't always get it right. Okay, they just don't. And you, you, you have to know where you you have to stop for a minute. We are now allowed, you know, um, to be educated, black folk. I love my black folk, but we're allowed to be educated now. Guess what? Figure it out. Look around you. Whoever has the most money controls the media. Right. And guess guess what? It ain't us. Right. It it you know. Oprah's doing her thing, and Oprah's thing almost didn't make it. The only reason why it's making it is because her and Tyler Perry went in together. Now it's making it. You know, it it it's coming along. We have our own. We have one of our own stations. You know, not to not to get off too much off topic, but here's another person, Bill Cosby. Yeah. Bill Cosby was trying to get NBC. People don't know that. This has been said. It's been said. It's documented. And then all of a sudden, 50 women out of the blue from 50 years ago talking about, oh, he drugged me. Okay, well, if he drugged you, how come you now all of a sudden 50 years remember? Right. I'm sorry. And the point, the bottom line. Yeah, the bottom line that's important that that I get that very powerfully. It's. It's got the money. It's just about the money. It's about who has the money and who has the power, who who has always yeah. been historically the dominant culture. We've seen that. I mean, look what's happening now with this election. We're, we're seeing all these conservatives come out of the woodwork of Donald Trump, and everyone was talking about how progressive we're becoming and, and the advances we're making and the acceptance we're embracing. And then you see there's still this very big, huge bunch of people who – Donald Trump, what a better example of somebody with privilege, with white privilege mm-hmm. and money to bring that all to the forefront and to really give us a wake-up call about, you know, no matter how much you all may be clamoring in the masses about how much you're gaining in terms of target, as long as people like me have money and have power and we have footholds in very key positions, 
we're going to control what goes down and what doesn't go down. If you let exactly. Okay. Yes, but then and we have not, people like Bay and Jay Z who are stepping out more and more. I mean, look at look at Beyonce's halftime show. A lot of people, you know, I think we have to do something. My community has to do something. Here in Chicago, I think it's the first time I've seen them do something that is productive and it is making noise. We we, we need to get back to how Martin Luther King did it. We need to get back to those times because those times it worked. You know, our dollar is important. Our dollar is important. We have proved that time and time again. But if you want change, you have to be consistent and you have to be organized. Otherwise, it's just chaos and it doesn't work. And I think when you're talking about even the erotic industry, we're more prevalent, we're more organized. We're we're doing more quality films as opposed to you know waka wah. That's what I was saying. You know the rewind, the same song over and over and over again. You know um, you're getting more quality. You're getting better quality. You're getting you know the porn industry is 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 recognizing people. It's all people. Um, they're more. I think they're probably more inclusive. Yes, than the Oscars. Um, so. <laughs> um, I don't know about them, uh, but you know, it, it it takes everything takes time, and it uh, it's hard, you know, to believe. It's kind of funny, you know. We were just discussing, you know, Mr. Trump. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I love his name because he is a Trump. That's what he is. Um, but we were just we, we were just talking about him and. He's telling everybody to get out of the only Americans need to be here in the United States, blah, 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 blah. So, well, hey, guess what? Maybe you should leave too, Mr. Trump, because guess what? The first people that were here were Native Americans, and right. you are not one That's of right. them. So, well, then I guess so, his wife is going to have to leave, huh? Yeah, there's several, a couple of them. A couple of the exes got to go yeah. too. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Trump is. is <laughs> Trump is king douchebag. That's just all I gotta say about that. Yes, yes. Now, he, why don't you tell us? A, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do, Miss Juicy? Well, I love eroticism. That is my thing. My thing is really teaching people. Um, about being more erotic, about how to keep their relationships together, um, talking to them about being, you know, more open, learning the three C's, which is clear, concise communication. Uh, actually, um, I host lifestyle parties. They're for basically what I call beginners, people that are just stepping into the lifestyle and want to know more about it. Um, and for those of you that don't know what the lifestyle is, uh, the also lifestyle is candy kind of, once upon a time. Is <laughs> the umbrella that houses all of the different types of fetishes, from swingers to BDSM to um, you know your threesomes to 
you know, if you like licking boots, um, that's fine. If you like, you know, we don't judge people because everybody likes something a little bit different. Voyeurs, exhibitionists, um, things along those lines. So that's pretty much what the lifestyle encompasses. So uh, I hope... Miss Juicy knows who I like. Do I really? Do I have to? Uh Uh-huh. Do I have to tell everyone? Okay, let me tell you. Let me tell you guys what. Let me tell you guys what happened. Let me tell you what happened. Candy saw black, and she'll never go back. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I like chocolate. I'm just. I've always liked chocolate, but then then I met chocolate shake. Yes, I want to miss juicy parties. He and, is and, one of the. He was one of the premier uh, Chicago entertainers. Uh, male entertainers, and uh, many, many moon ago, I don't want to say it that fast, but um, I know, right? He, he came down to, uh, honey, he still looks the same. He's absolutely mm. gorgeous. Um, I'm talking about me, <laughs> He came down to uh, my parties, and uh, this was the first party that Candy ever attended. Um, and it was a Mardi Gras party. I remember exactly which one it was. It was a Mardi Gras party, and that was the theme of it. And he entertained our guests and was absolutely, as always, fantastic. So um, obviously but, he was. He left a he left a lasting impression on. He did. <laughs> but you know what impressed me more than his entertainment. While the other person was entertaining, he stopped by my little desk because uh, I have to tell you that my roommate was there that night, and I got a, a better seat than she did, and she got all huffy and bitchy with me, so I went back to my little table where I was doing tarot cards, which was kind of on the side. Don't, don't get me wrong. I didn't miss anything. He stopped and had a full-blown conversation with me and was just as sweet and, and down-to-earth and easygoing and on top of his fabulousness, that's what really made me a fan of his. And he's really a great guy. He really is. And a lot of the entertainers that I have at my uh, events are really down-to-earth, really good guys. This is what they do. They entertain. That's that's why they're called male entertainers. You know, now let me explain something to you while they're not strippers. Uh-uh. You don't want no stripper. Let, let me mm. tell you something. A stripper be your husband because he knows how to take his clothes off. That's a stripper. You want a male entertainer. If somebody ever tells you they're a stripper, <laughs> get your money back. <laughs> let me tell you, there was some entertaining going on. Just just let me say this. Entertainers. Male entertainers. That's, and that's the only thing I deal with is male entertainers. And why do There was not... Yeah, there was not a woman leave- in that house who wasn't melted on the floor. <laughs> you gotta leave a you gotta leave that impression. You just they just have to wow the women and a lot of the guys that I work with. You know that's what they're there for. That's what they they want to give. They know that the women are you know they've working hard or you know it's ladies' night out. They need to get away from the kids. Maybe they need to get away from the man for a minute. They just need. Would you- they need that fantasy. And, Would and you say that the it. second Magic Mike did that, the way they kind of went backstage and backstory and, and had the guys actually talk about why they did what they did? Magic Mike 2 was much better than Magic Mike 1. I saw Magic Mike yeah. 1. I was very disappointed. Um, 
but Magic My Two, I thought, was much better, uh, a much better movie. And when you worked with them as long as I have, which is uh, years, and um, they, um, <laughs> you do learn that they're, you know, la- ladies will never know. Um, some of these guys are actually married, happily married. Um, some of them are right. dating, they're, seriously they're going, dating. They're going home to who they're going home to. They're not... Exactly. There's a difference exactly. between entertaining it, and even when, okay, like our really good friend Shakir Lashon, who's an erotic writer, mm-hmm. um, he, he and his wife are Polly. Now, they might go out and play, but I guarantee you Shakir's going home with his wife. Mm-hmm. So anybody think, help me out here. Because what is exactly the difference between a stripper and an entertainer? A stripper takes his. Let me let me tell you. I, I will I will personally take you somewhere to show you the difference. But the difference, the biggest difference is is the show. Um, yes. What kind of show they put on? Some guys are good at taking their clothes off. They're just that's it. There's no uh, really getting the crowd hot and hype. There's no. Um, you know, picking the girls up. There's no interaction, um, and you know, the, the women are the same way. But there are others out there that they have classic. They do their own tricks, their choreography, their 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 costuming, their music. Their every every nuance of what they do is to please the women in that room. Not yeah. just walk in there. Not just walk in there and take their clothes off. They are slow and seductive, and um, they really put on a show. As a matter of fact, if they didn't take anything off, if they did not take off one stitch of clothing, they would still make money. That's the difference yeah. between an entertainer and a stripper. Okay, I because got it. So you're talking somebody general. An entertainer seduces the room. They're not just out to shake it and and make a few bucks. They're they're out to as a woman, they're out to seduce you and make you feel more like a woman, to make you really feel like something special. And you take that home with you after you've seen a really good entertainer. Okay. And not only and not only that, but also they could be in a room with a thousand women and each one of those women feels like he is entertaining just for them. And I know yeah. I'm in a room with a thousand women, you know. Yeah. You just know all these women are screaming and hollering and throwing money everywhere. And but he just knows how to with a, either with a look or a move or a, a caress. There, there is a difference. There's a huge difference between a stripper and an entertainer. And I have seen now. Let me tell you, I've seen strippers become entertainers. Okay, right. where where they've grown their show and they've grown their stage presence to the point where they are now premier. Um, and if you're a stripper, you're. And, and here's the other difference: a stripper gonna make about a hundred dollars, and an entertainer gonna make about a thousand. <laughs> well, you know, Joe, have you have you seen Magic Mike one and two? I saw Magic Mike one, and I, I also was. Uh, it wasn't what I expected, but I have. I mean, throughout hey, well, my life, 
Well, I want you to watch two. I want you to watch Magic Mike two because that's actually the difference. Okay. Well, uh, in my own personal life, I've I've grown up with uh, being a part of you know adult entertainment. Also, uh, in a lot of the the shows that I do, a lot of the the events and the fundraisers, I engage all kinds of people, including uh, adult entertainers. And sometimes I've had the strippers have been wonderful with helping us do outreach that helps with everything from HIV/AIDS outreach to uh, outreach that supports lesbian, gay, bi, transgender youth. Believe it or not. Uh, we just had a stripper donate his tips to us to help us for uh, a group called True Colors. And I've seen, uh, there are famous strippers like Gypsy Rose Lee, who to me is one of the greatest entertainers of all time. I mean, she actually, her life really inspired a Broadway show. She, because she was she, did more than stri- she was an entertainer, yeah. but there are male strippers like the Men of Eden, Bryce Adonis, who is such a great entertainer. He works an audience, and he's such a great showman. And by the end of the evening, I mean, he, he goes to the crowd, he gets to smooth and work with everybody, and everybody really, really connects with him, and he connects very well. I see what you're saying. I see. The, yeah, the, that's, the, the, the and that's, and that's, yeah, yeah, and that's the difference. I mean, that's the, that's the biggest it's, it's, difference. It's like the and difference between watching Justin Bieber take his clothes off and watching Tom Selleck take his clothes off. Yeah, and okay. it's all about, it's all in the performance. It's a, it is a performance. And that's why we call them entertainers. And if some, and, and an entertainer will know when he has arrived, when he, he, him or her, because they will call themselves that. They will say, "I'm an entertainer. I'm a male entertainer. I'm a female entertainer." They will know the difference. If a woman comes up to me and says she's a stripper, I, I can go get a stripper at any strip club. That's why they right. call strip clubs. Okay, but you'll notice if they have a headliner. Uh, that comes to the strip club for the men, um, and it's a woman that's a headliner, her, that's her title, headliner. In other words, she's not just a stripper. She's about to put on a show. Right. I actually took so, the hubby to a strip club a couple weeks ago, and um, a friend, a couple friends of ours went with us, and she'd never been before. And But the husband's question to me was, well, well actually her question was too is, <laughs> well, why is it that you like this one and not that one? And I, I simply pointed out it's not their looks. Look at the way they move. Look at the way they hold themselves, the energy that's around them. The ones to me that were appealing that I wanted to tip weren't maybe the ones that were aesthetically the most pleasing, but the ones that really knew how to work the crowd, to move their body, to draw that sexual energy around them and make you part of it. Right. Right. And sometimes, you know, some ladies, you can tell, I can always tell when a stripper is burnt out. I can tell. You know, she's not into it like like she should be. Her facial expressions, there's nothing there. Um, right. There's no you know, emotion. Her, move, her movements are mechanical. Um, I, I can almost tell you what she's going to do next. Uh the the thrill is gone. There's no, you know, yeah. there's girls out there that really, you know, and you do you do get burnt out doing this. Um, well, there was this, you know, um, you, you have to take a little break and maybe, re, you know, <clears throat> recharge your batteries, so to speak. But, but yeah, funny that just, we mentioned Barbie because uh, there was this amazingly <clears throat> gorgeous black girl uh, dancer at the club, and her name was, her dancing name was Barbie. And I purchased a lap dance for my hubby, and she's like, I'll give you all one. She gave the four of us a lap dance. 
only charged me one price. It was amazing. And then she sat there afterwards because her shift was over and talked to us for like an hour. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, you can find, like I said, you can find really great entertainers, you know. Um, you just have to realize that what, what you're looking for. And you have to understand. Like I said, I've been in that. I've been in that industry, you know, for almost twenty years now. Just that I do all the behind the scenes stuff, putting help putting shows on, getting everything organized, um, and just making sure things run smoothly. As well as hiring certain entertainers that I want for my ladies when I have events. Um, yes. And and for my and hiring female entertainers as well for my fellas, so I, I have a very high standard, and my clientele expect a very high standard of entertainer. And yeah, um, if, if you are in the Chicago area, <laughs> make sure you look up and go to one of Miss Juicy's shows. I'm telling you, it is, and if you are even around the Chicago area within, you know, staying at a hotel room, just just go. Yeah, we're having an event this uh, Saturday night at the Holiday Inn in Matson. It's at the Chicago Matson Conference Center Holiday Inn. Um, it's called Vixen and Villains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a lifestyle event. You come dressed as your be, favorite. I give it to you, Vixen. Yes, you come dressed as your favorite vixen or villain. It starts at seven o'clock. Couples are thirty dollars. Single men twenty five, and single male females are fifteen. And there's free food, DJ. We are going to have one of the hottest lingerie live lingerie shows that you have ever seen. You do not want to miss it. Um, boutique, you see, boutique will be providing the lingerie Ooh. for the models. We have 10 models, all shapes, all sizes, all ages, okay? I want to stress that. I have a model that is damn near 60 years old walking this Saturday, and I can't wait. She's fabulous. Wonderful. And I am all about being all-inclusive with my models from sizes, ages, nationalities, because what I've learned in selling lingerie for 28 years is that all women look different. <laughs> so yes. And now, now, where can people different. where can people find you at if they listen to this podcast and they don't know how to find you? Where can they find you? They can find me and on Facebook. I'm on Facebook at D D E E G C, and it's spelled J U hyphen. C-E-E, Tales, T-A-I-L-S. I'm on Facebook. Um, they can always tune in uh, every Tuesday evening at 9 o'clock to Juicy Tales Erotic Chat on Block Talk Radio. And that GC is spelled J-E-W-C-E-E, Tales, T-A-L-E-S, Erotic Chat. Um, I'm on there on Tuesday nights, 9 o'clock to 10.30 Central Standard Time. Um, always looking for co-hosts. So, <laughs> and mm-hmm. you can find me on Twitter as Ms. M Z Juicy J E W C E E one O N E. I'm on Skype as Ms. Juicy one as well, and I'm on Instagram, but I can't never remember which 
my 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 thing for that. <laughs> so I think I, I think she's juicy too. I, I'm I'm definitely sure of that. And then they can always email it me at juicytales2 at yahoo.com, and that's spelled J-E-W-C-E-E-T-A-L-E-S, the number two, at yahoo.com. That's because she is juicy. Just just in case you all know, she is as juicy as her voice, so you want to go check that out. Just saying. Uh-huh. That's pretty juicy. And you're based in Chicago? <laughs> I am based in Chicago, um, transplanted here two years ago. Uh, I'm from uh, lived in Indy for 20 years. Got to say hello to Naptown. Got to yeah, say congratulations. Yeah, we met in Naptown when I lived there too. So Naptown. Got to give a congratulations to Peyton Manning and the Broncos. Okay, oh, say hey Peyton. I love that man. Hey Peyton. Hey Peyton. Yes, that's like our son. You know, everybody that was grew up in Indianapolis or was in Indy for the past 20 years or so, we watched Peyton grow up, and I'm so happy he got another ring and. I hope he retires. Please just retire. Yeah. Um, well, no, I enjoy your. This would be yeah a good time for him to do that. I think it would be good. Riding high, baby. Riding high. Yep. And, and then uh, come so yeah, to one of our parties. Did that. That's it. <laughs> yep. And then yeah, right. <laughs> then uh, so they can do those kinds of things. Also, you can check us out, Juicy Boutique. Um, we're also on Facebook. And uh, that is, you can just ask to join. You, we uh, have all of your adult toys and novelty needs along with lingerie. And we fit lingerie sizes small all the way up to 5X. So no excuses, ladies, not to slip on something sexy. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, if I had the cash, I would have an entire room full of lingerie. Now, I've got to well, ask you, and, 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 no, I don't buy it for them. I buy it for me. Go ahead. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've got to jump in and ask you because uh, since you're based in Chicago, uh, one of the big events that they used to always go every year to was they have the International Mr. Leather Contest, which is a huge event for the uh, gay, lesbian, bi, transgender community uh, and for the leathermen all, all over. They, they come from all over to compete in this International Leather Contest. Do you incorporate anything mm. connected to leather with what you do? I would love to know more about that. I have not heard of that. I would love to. I'm still, I'm still new here. I'm still. <laughs> there's so much going on. I know. I have been I involved with SexCon. SexCon, I have been involved with. Um, I've been to Exotica, and oh, can I can I mention one more thing that's coming up? Yes. Can I? Uh-huh. This is the newest. This is the newest thing, and this is a big one. Okay, this is a big one. So you know, candy, save up your pennies, nickels and dimes, and come okay. on, it's Candy and Company. Save it up because in October we are hosting. I am hosting. I'm putting on the very first annual Ebony Exotic Expo. Mm-hmm. Right here in mm-hmm. Chicago, Ebony Exotic Expo. We are going to have a blast. We are in the. We already have the hotel. The hotel will be the uh, Holiday Inn uh, in Chicago, Matson area, and uh, we have two. We have half the ballroom right now for this event, and it's a two-day event, October fourteenth and fifteenth. Um, wow! Just two days of ethnicity going down, okay? <laughs> All right. Now, I'm, I'm about to say this and get in trouble with somebody, but I don't care. I'm going to say it anyway. 
According to some friends of mine a long time ago, I get to be honorarily black because of my lips. Oh. Which means I get to attend. <laughs> well, my thing is, the color to me is green. So, or I know every or every every green green or plastic. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Green well, or plastic. I can keep some flavors anyway. Thanks to. And I know I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again because it's just a fun story. Where I grew up at, there was nobody but white people, literally no one. So when I was 18 and moved to Indianapolis and started working for this company, I met the very first black people I had ever seen in my life that was not on a television show. (laughs) And me and this one lady who was in her probably mid-30s, who was just as sweet as could be, told me, I just need to start seeing people in flavors because God didn't make colors anyway. So, well, And you know what's so f- funny, Candy? Here's this, and I, I will share this with your listeners. Everybody always talks about the spelling of my name, and I will not change it. And um, G-C is spelled J-E-W, and then C-E-E. So Jew stands for where I came from, which I was raised in a Jewish neighborhood. In Cleveland. And the C is to remember that I came from C-Town. I came from Cleveland. So, yeah, I understand. I grew up walking around, coming in the house, going to my mom and saying shalom. And my mother's like, where's my child? (laughs) (laughs) You know, mazel tov. You know, and I was like, Jan Kipper, Jan Kipper, we're supposed to be celebrating. My mother's like, what is wrong with you? We are black and Baptists. And I, I am strawberry because I refuse to be vanilla, so that's my flavor, and I'm sticking to go. it. There's nothing wrong with it. You're, you're, you're one of the flavors with us. You know that. You know that. You know, see, there's juicy and there's watermelon and kiwi. Miss mm-hmm. Juicy has some funny, some, some fun friends. Kiwi, and there's honey. Uh, we have, um, we have. Uh, Got to definitely give a shout out right now. I'm happy you said that to Honey Bee, uh, who is my yes. producer and also my daughter, who's in the hospital, and um, she's doing much better. So I want to thank everyone that's been praying for her. Uh, she's Good. stable. Good. I'm, I'm I'm actually on this show from the hospital. She's in ICU, but she is stable. And she's like, Mom, go go. And I'm like, Okay. So um, I had to be on the show. I said, I'm doing Candy's show tonight. You can't do this to me. And she's like. Oh, damn, the show. I'm like, okay. You give that girl some love for me. I love her. She is so amazing and sweet. Yes, I definitely I saw, will. I saw the post earlier, uh, Miss Juicy, and, and uh, I uh, we just became Facebook friends, and, and uh, I was reading that, and I, I saw what was going on. I just want to let you know that uh, my heart goes out to you, and I, I appreciate so much that you came on the show with us, and I, I want to let you know that we, we I, I'm hoping that Everything is going to be wonderful with your daughter, and uh, I hope that you're doing okay as well. I, I thank you for coming on the show. I know there must be a lot on your mind right now. So that that just mm-hmm. means that we're going to have to have Juicy back, and we're going to have to have Honey with her. Yes. Oh, that would be great. That would be fabulous. That would be fabulous. And, you know, to your listeners out there, you know, just keep things erotic. Keep it hot, you know. Three C's, clear, concise communication. If you want to try something new in your relationship, go ahead. It's your relationship, and talk amongst it with your partner. 
You don't have to talk about it with your friends, your church, your family, all that good stuff. It's between you and your partner. What you want to right. do to enhance what you want to do to enhance the romance. If it's go to a strip club, take your husband to a strip club. If it's um, have a threesome. If it's you know just take a romantic evening, a, a getaway, a weekend. Um, just do things to show each other that you appreciate each other. And what happens in relationships is we become sedentary. We become very sedentary, and we think that that person is always going to be there because the chase right. is over once you caught them. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Now, I do have a quick shout-out from the uh, chat room. Miss Miss Izzy Sin, who is our naughty a, a naughty writer, maybe she should be on your show, uh, says hello <laughs> and she wishes your daughter well. Uh, thank you so much. Um, all the prayers, all the spirits, we need them all. I, I definitely appreciate everyone or anyone that, that's praying for my daughter. It's it's a difficult thing when you're you're a mom and your child is in pain and there's nothing that you can do. So um, yes. thank you so much for, for passing along those words to me. I really I need them, and I will let her know when I get back in her room to mess with her, you know, I'm trying to make her laugh, and <laughs> it's like, Mom, I'm like, what? <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah, and she's pretty special. It's nice, you know, we're a mother-daughter team. We, She's right alongside me selling dishes. And, and I have, <laughs> she does produce Miss Juicy's show, and she has to put up with me in the chat room, because I get a little wild. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you and, and worldwide. You, yeah, yeah. You, I, you that, are I, yes, I have fun with it. I always, always. I just go in Miss Juicy's chat room and pick up all the hot guys. That's all. Um. <laughs> I'll have to go too, but I, I don't know. How much uh, do you do? You have a mostly straight following, Miss Juicy, or do you have anything connected to the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender crowd as well? Um, well, we can. Uh, I'm not opposed to any of that. My daughter is actually uh, part of the LBGT community, so, um, you know, we we have had a few shows like that. But we're pretty, we're pretty open to whoever wants to come on. And my forum is erotica. That's it. That's my forum. Um, you know, we – it's a learning show. It's, it's trying to teach people about the lifestyle and there's all kinds of lifestyles, so we don't shun anyone away um, unless we feel that, you know, a little controversy is okay. We we were even supposed to have, I don't know if you guys saw this, this mother and daughter group that was doing the cucumbers, the vegan women, the, out of, I want to say they were out of New York on the East Coast somewhere. Anyway, we were supposed to have them on the show, but it, it didn't pan out. But uh, it's a very controversial subject because they also – wind up kissing each other, and it was it was a little much. It was a little much. But, Wait a minute. Okay, so, what about the cucumber? I just want to know about the cucumber part. They were giving uh, blowjobs to the cucumbers before they cut them up and, I guess, eat them as salad. I don't know. They were trying to okay. put it off like it was, you know, about being a vegan. Um, but, I, you know, that, that was their their theme behind it so uh but yeah they never I'm, I'm pretty certain that the, I, i'm pretty certain the cucumber didn't get off i'm just saying i i don't think it did either <laughs> but 
you know, everybody has their 15 minutes of fame, and we were going to give it to them and let them talk about it because it was a, it was interesting. I didn't have anyone else doing it. We've had a, an erotic hypnotist on the show. Um, we just had, like I said, Jet Set Jasmine from last night. And to start off this year, we had her partner in crime, uh, King Noir, on the show. And um, he was absolutely gorgeous and stunning and really dropped a lot of knowledge about the BDSM lifestyle. Um, we've had uh, different small business owners where they own, you know, their own uh, toy line or their own toys. We, we've had them on the show. Um, I've had Angel from Angels Erotica who does, who's known for her great fruiting technique for blowjobs, teaching blowjob classes. Um, we've had Oh, man, you the list of that podcast. Yeah, we've Not had Not that I don't so know how to give one, but I always like to. She's really, you know, everybody teaches differently. I will say that. But, but this is what I want videos. you to do. I want you to challenge. Videos. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, Go she ahead. has videos and, and different things that she does out there um, for people to, to, to look at. And I think she's, I think she's phenomenal. Um, and, and she's empowering women. So it, that, to me, is what it's all about, is getting them <clears> to do different things. So, but to answer your question, uh, yes, we are open to whoever would like to come on the show as long as it's in the erotic realm. Wonderful. That includes me. That includes That's you. Right. See? <coughs> we try to be all inclusive, you know. Uh, yeah, we're, we're about to we're about to have Shakir back on soon. He'll be back uh, as he's he's already inboxed me, so we're getting that lined up. Um, he'll be joining us. Uh, I hope for and a I'm few weeks. I'm going to have my show on a different night to have him on because he does something else about the same time. Yeah, so he's pretty busy. He's really, really been oh, very, very busy since we first started talking and having him on the yeah. show. So, um, yeah, we've had erotic poets. We've had erotic writers. Um, well, he, and he is actually poets. published by Zane now. So, yes, go and get yes, his work done. Mm-hmm. I want to challenge your toy makers to make a toy that Candy can't break. Girl, what are you doing? Let me. <laughs> we're going to take a video, okay? All right. They all we die, man. Video. I'm telling you, they all die. All of them. We need, we need a video, okay? We need to see what you're doing, how you're doing it. I am not dismissing the toy. You know, I have a girlfriend. Die. I have a girlfriend that's the same way, and she's like, I need more power. I'm like, girl, your shit's numb. What the hell are you doing? Now, it's, anyway, not even <laughs> power. it's not even power. I don't know if it's, like, overuse or what, but it's, like, the rabbit yeah, died. Yeah, it's overuse. Can I tell you how many rabbits I have killed? I cannot tell you how many rabbits I have killed. Have you tried the wand? Have you tried the, the Hatachi wand? I, I have not tried that yet. That's got some power on it. That you might like. Yeah. You know, I, I like those little. I, actually, the best toy that I've ever gotten is probably those little um, eggs that are, are like three bucks. And the reason they die is because, well, they're three bucks. But the cords wind up. They have a cord to them, and they just wind yeah, up I, eventually getting, getting twisted and and 
you know, but you get like a year or so out of a two ninety nine toy, so that's actually worth it. I have no comment. That's neat. She's pulling on the quarter. If you pay hundred so- for a rabbit, that some bitch should last for a while. Just say it. I don't know what I need a video. I just maybe it's a toy. I need more men. <laughs> the toys wouldn't break. I don't know. <laughs> I need a video. That's all I have to say on it. <laughs> well, send chocolate shake over, and we'll make you one. We need a video. We need. I need visual to understand what you're doing for before I even send the toy because I'm not. I, I, I have good yeah, muscle enhancement. I don't know. <laughs> Well, there you go. There you go. And and I just want everyone to know we cater to men. Okay, I wanted to get that out there. You know, we cater to men. We we know I know where the G spot is in a man. I just wanted we have we have the P toys, we have the parfait toys. I just wanted to say that. I wanted to share that. Yes, straight men, never be afraid to let somebody play with your butt. Just saying. Hey, no arguments from this gay man. Hey, playing with there the always good, good spots. <laughs> you know that the women, and some women don't even know this. Women have the same, it's not the prostate spot, but it's about the exact same spot. Wait, no, wait i got to disagree with you there, Candy. Uh, no, not disagree, but add to that. Uh, very experienced and in the know prostitutes are, uh, and this is in praise of them, uh, are very aware that when they're with a, a John who they really... They're not having, it's just not happening and they want to get it over with. The fastest way to get business done is to just uh, get your finger in there and hit that prostate spot and out comes the cum and then session's over. Right, but, like, see, but, like, the the women have a clitoral network that goes from the clitoris and extends to the G-spot, but it also goes back into the anus, too, and a lot of women don't realize there's that spot back there for them. Right. It's not, well, it's yeah, not a problem, it's still a spot that will get you off. So uh, I'm just saying. I know that's true with men. I know that's true with men, and I'm sure that, you know, it makes sense it'll be true with women as well. Uh, I actually I uh, actually like doing that to guys for the simple fact that it's power. Just watching their eyes <laughs> yeah. roll back to their head, their toes curl, and they scream your name, and there's just nothing in the world like it. I'm just saying <laughs> Ass power. Monique, the, the, she did uh, a, a whole big comedy routine. Uh, I don't know if it was Monique. I think it was. She did this whole big comedy routine on learning the power of rimming and getting men to understand how amazing it felt. And they all say, no, no, you're not going there. You're not going there with your tongue. I'm not gay. And she says, you just give him a little kiss right there. And it's, oh, my God, baby, do it again. Do it again. <laughs> I have, I have yeah. always... I- that's the reason. That's another reason why I have those tiny little vibrators. Is because most guys, or even the straightest of straight, will let you at least put the vibrator up against there, even if they don't let you go in for a while. And there's mm-hmm. still a different sensation for them. So, yeah. Yeah, we call that the sweet spot. If you put it right between yeah. their balls and their ass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm, that little sweet spot. Yeah, it'll it'll drive them crazy. And, oh, and you know, as an as an energy healer, I have to say that I can actually focus. I'm a Reiki master. I can actually focus energy into that spot and help them achieve another hard on after they've had an orgasm for those guys that don't keep their hard on. And you know, all yeah, it, ass talk, we have actually gone into ass talk overtime. 
I know, right? It's amazing. <laughs> Now we're gonna have a show. We're gonna have to have a show that's all ass all the time. We're just gonna have to. Just yeah. My but life is all ass all the time. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> well, here's the thing. A lot of people. There's a lot of, especially when I go and do shows and I go and talk to women and I'm sitting there with a room full of women and I have my anal toys on the table and you know I have to sell those too. Uh, yeah. And I will talk about well we're gonna now we're gonna talk about anal and the faces. And their their body language. I know everyone's ass cheeks just tightened up when I get ready to. <laughs> Can't really mm. talk about the mm. you know, I tell you, they just you know, I, they just clam down. <laughs> yeah, no. I had this experience with this gypsy guy, right? And we met online, and we talked for a long time, and he was into anal, and I never tried it. I had a bad misconception about it, et cetera, et cetera. And he told me, we get together and have sex. I guarantee you, I will have you begging for me to give you anal before I leave. And, of course, I thought, there's no way. He was right. (laughs) He was right. Not only was he right, but I have way bigger orgasms. I have, like, a man-sized orgasm when I have anal. So, yeah, and there's a lot of there's a lot of people that yeah, do. There's a lot yeah, of women that have, have a harder have a harder right? orgasm anally than they do vaginally. Yes, I do. I have this. I have I have what I call a male orgasm. It's the one of those really big, huge, massive one that involves like every part of your body. Yeah. Mhm. Yep. It does. It does happen. It does happen. I mean, but like I said, it has that negative once again. Once again, we're talking about people that got put in a box, and they listen to other people, and they hear that. Or they, they, did, it, or they did it wrong, gay. maybe, and had a bad experience. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. There's and preparation going on now, kids. Yeah, you have to educate yourself. You have to know what you're doing. You know, you can't ram something this big into something this small. It, just, it doesn't work exactly. like that. You've got to exactly. do some things. So. And the wonderful thing about practicing with that is the more you do it, uh, the less you have that problem. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, and, and the guy that prepared yeah, me some, told me about some of them, that. Some of them need a diaper, but you know, we're not going to. Yeah, about yeah, no, I mean, you told me about the pre-work and everything I needed to do and all that good stuff, and I'm telling you, it was he was good at what he did. I had fantastic experience, and if you haven't tried it and you want to try it, find somebody that knows what they're doing, and or. Get get you some information. Sit down together. It's a great. Way. It is a great way. It's a great way to sit down and have. It's once again, it's very erotic to sit down with your partner, get on the computer, educate yourself, so that both of you know. Because there's a lot of you know, and God knows I love my men. I love my black men. I sure do. I really do. But you know what, guys? You, I'm not that your last girlfriend. I'm just going to put it out there. I don't care what color you are, but I'm not the last girlfriend. You right. have to keep that in mind. Same thing to my women. Women to guys, you're not your last, he's not your last boyfriend. You have to stop and find out what makes this relationship that you're in work. A lot of people can't understand, well, what is my relationship? Because you brought all the baggage from the last one. Right, not only did you bring the magic, but you need to find a time to find out what they like, what they're into, and tell them what you're into. It's a two-way street. 
you know, exactly. a lot of women You're were like, well, I want to fulfill his back. fantasies. Well, well, let's fulfill yours, too. And a lot of times you're you're sitting there and you you know you get these guys that are like dun, 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 I know everything. No, if you did, yeah, no. it's because you would be with somebody yeah. and it would no, be me. Because you know, you know. Here's the thing: there's a lot of guys out there, straight guys out there, that want to do two females at once, right? I want to have a threesome. I want to have a threesome. You know what? I'm fine with that. But when I want to have a threesome and have two guys, then you need to be into that too. Hey. Yeah, so there's two kinds of threesomes. You know, a lot of guys get that. There's two kinds of threesomes. I was blessed enough to have two, two, three doms that didn't mind. So I, I've had that experience, and let me just tell you, ladies, it's fabulous. There's nothing I like having had my male, two, my two men please yeah. me at the same time. It is wonderful. I, and, I need to have and, that and, virginity bubble popped, Miss Juicy. Well, and let me just say, not to to be crass or anything like that, um, you know, Joe, not to not the gay community in way, any way, shape, form, or fashion, but for my heterosexual men that are out there that are listening tonight and you're afraid that if you bump uglies with the other guy when you're with her, you're gay, stop it. Just stop it. Yes, exactly. Just stop it. Although stop I have it. no problem having sex with, with- you buy guys either. Just I'm 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 fine with that too. You're, you're fine. With you. <laughs> I want to go do no, it. Too. No, because I'm, I'm pansexual. I mean, I've I've slept with I've slept with gay guys, bi guys, uh, transsexual, uh, crossdresser, gay women. Yeah, I mean, if I'm attracted to them, I'm just like, okay, let's go. I don't care what well, the happy. kind of a nasty experience if if uh, when you're having a threesome, especially if it's two guys. It, there's a little bit of guy-on-guy sexual tension going on as well? Actually, that would really turn me on because then I would like to watch them after they're done pleasing me. I would be fine with that, for real. And, and okay. I, no, I, I haven't had that experience. I can say that much. I've had where the two guys pleasing me at one time, and then they go their separate ways. Um, but, you know, my first dom was very much into making sure that I was – because a lot of people, like I said, when they're – I'm a submissive, I'm also a, a paid dominatrix, but a lot of people don't understand the lifestyle so much. But my dom also is there to make sure that my needs are met as well. So, um, yeah, he made sure my needs were met that night. Because I, I, I need her. I was really, I was really scared. I was really, really scared because I had I like came out of a, go ahead an abusive. I came out of an abusive marriage, and right. he was the That's first scary. guy I was scared. It's very yeah. scary because my husband got mad at me on our anniversary because some guy was watching me eat French fries. I don't, don't ask. So anyway, um, while well, we were out for celebrating our anniversary, anyway, so for me to be around a man that was not going to be jealous or upset that another man, I mean, not just wanted to talk to me, but this other man wanted to eat my pussy. He wanted to, you know, he wanted to fuck me. He wanted to do all these things. And he's not upset about this. I was nervous as, as all get out. But once we got into the session and all of us were in the room and things started to flow, I was, it was like, the, I'm like, I have more of this? Can we just, you know, can yeah. we? Yeah. 
I would actually like to have a straight dom on the show and a gay dom on the show because there are so many people that watch that stupid Fifty Shades of Grey that think that's what the lifestyle is about. And I'd like to correct them. Well, it's the the worst movie ever. I watched it for $1.50. I got it out of the Red Sox thing. You You know know what? I have to say, I didn't even watch it. I didn't read the books. I had read enough excerpts from it. But I was like, I did. I wanted to be informed, that, so I, I watched isn't it. Okay, it, since you did watch it, isn't it, isn't it in fact not BDSM but really abuse? No, it was it wasn't BDSM. It was just a poor attempt at it. That's what I would say. Um, mm. It it was BDSM. I mean, they, they touched on a lot of things that are in the BDSM community, but the main thing that they the main thing for me that upset me about the whole movie was there are contracts. Um, some doms have contracts with their subs or their slaves. And that is the first thing that takes place before you even go into servitude. You have a contract, and that contract is signed, and it's binding. Um, there's mm-hmm. always an escape clause in there somewhere, so there's always a way out, but it's signed. And I guess the thing that bothered me the most about Fifty Shades of Goofy was um, that they started out talking about this contract. They had a whole scene where they went over the contract, but she never signed it as a submissive or a slave. She never signed this contract. Even at the end of the movie, she hadn't signed the contract. And she was still getting all of the accolades or I'm trying to think of the word, um, all of the, you know, pieces of or whatever, the uh, abilities of a, a sub and a, and a, and a, or a slave. She was the giving benefit. everything, mm-hmm. all the privileges, that's what I was trying to think of, all the privileges mm-hmm. of being a sub or a slave. And that should have never happened. That was the biggest, to me, that was the biggest no-no. Mm-hmm. The next part that I thought was really pretty bad was, they kind of at one point, and I think they just, and once again, this is Holly Weird, okay? This was Holly Weird in this movie. They have to sell this movie. You're trying to take something that is probably a triple X scene and make it at least rated R. And right. the flogging the flogging scene was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, it was horrible. Uh, because it was unrealistic. There is no way that you're going to flog somebody like that, and they've never been flogged before, and they're just going to be able to take it. There's just, <laughs> it was ridiculous. And I know there's many of folk that went out and tried a lot of the stuff that they saw in this movie exactly. and got hurt, got mm-hmm. hurt, got injured. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, I can just start flogging you with no problem. No, that's not how it it, it works. And then I think my last pet peeve about it, although the whole movie to me was a pet peeve, but my last pet peeve (laughs) would be be that I couldn't tell who was the dom in the movie and who was the sub because she was more powerful uh, than him. He was the weakest dom I'd ever seen in my life. I mean, I, I... I know there are doms out there that may not be as strict or um, adhere to the same codes that other doms adhere to, which is fine, but she was telling him what to do, you know. 
And I really just, that, that made it to me very un, unbelievable. And um, that's really not our lifestyle. And I don't think that it, this movie should not have gotten the, the acclaim that it got. I mean, I really, I watched Addicted by Zane, and Addicted was way better mm-hmm. than, and and it, yes. it didn't go, it went into a different side of the lifestyle. Um, it had a great surprise ending. To me, it had it had a, a great story, um, even though they couldn't really develop and get into everything in the movie that the book had, but you still got it. And you just, it was much better. The only difference is, and here we are, Black History Month, who had the money? 50 right, Shades exactly. Of, 50 Shades of Grey had all that money to publicize and, and, and get it out there. And addicted didn't have that type of a budget, and uh, well, that's because the movie, the movie was started much better. out as um, fan fiction for the Twilight series. I, I didn't hear what she said. I'm so sorry. Fifty Shades of Grey started out as fan fiction from the Twilight series, and when they published oh, okay. her, they made her take the characters' names from Edward and Bella. That that was the whole thing. She was she actually published that, started those stories in fan, in in a fan fiction site for Twilight. Well, her one night of research, <laughs> it was horrible. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, my mother, my mother always told me you you know you pick up a book and you read it for yourself. I always want to be informed, and I said before I would talk about the movie and say anything bad about the movie, I was going to watch it from beginning to end. I would not go to the theaters and do it. But I did, you know, waited until it was in Redbox, and I got it for $1.50, and like I said, I want my $1.50 back. That's how that my, my hand is off to you because I just could not bring myself to do it. I read, like, a dozen excerpts from the book, and that I would, I was just done. <laughs> just like, oh, uh, no. The movie, the movie doesn't do... The lifestyle. The only good thing, and I think Shakira and I even touched on this. Um, the only good thing that the book has done is it brought awareness to the to to the lifestyle. Um, right. It, it got people. It got people talking about it a little bit more. But right. um, it it really it it really didn't shine a very good light on it. I, I thought that the the acting was not. It was poor. It, it didn't draw me in like it should have. Um, it, it wasn't believable, and not to me. And and yeah. I don't know if you're in, if you're in the lifestyle. I think the majority of people that I've talked to that are in the lifestyle that have actually seen the movie have said, and I mean these are people that are deep in the lifestyle that have been in the lifestyle, not people that are. Oh yeah, I'm in the lifestyle. I'm a swinger. No, you're not. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> you know, it's there's a difference. Once again, um. But people that are deep into it, they they know the differences. They know the things that just did not that that don't happen and that should have happened and didn't, and the progression that you have to have. And it is kind of uh, as I tell people, you know, when you start out in the lifestyle, it's boring. It would be boring for a movie. It would just be so dull, and and that's because. It's a lot of communication. It's a lot of talking. It's a lot of figuring out what you want to do. It's not this sensationalized, you know, flogging that's going to take place on 
on your third date or whatever. It just doesn't go like that. Right, right. Um, yeah. There has to be trust there. And in order for you, and, and a dom needs to know your levels and where they can take you to. And, yeah, it was just not, you didn't miss anything, I'll tell you that much. But to be informed. <laughs> To be informed right. as as someone that's in the lifestyle and someone that has a talk show, I want to be able to honestly give an opinion. If somebody says, well, you know, this scene and this scene, I want to be able to get right in there with them and go, well, look, let me tell you what I saw, you know. That, so yeah. if they do, yeah. I have some, some credibility to it. But, yes, yeah. I, I well, would not. But they say there's another one coming out. This is funny. They say that there's another one coming out, and it's going to be based more on his point of view instead of her point of view. So I guess the right. first one was based on her point of view. Um, but still, as far as I'm concerned, even if it was based on her point of view, the things that she did and said were not things that a sub would do or say. So Right, right, I agree. Well, as much fun as we have, we went way into overtime for people in the podcast. So... Um, Oh, sorry. We definitely no, no, no. That's fine. We 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 need to have you back. We've had a lot of good time. I like making people go into podcasts anyway. That's kind of my thing. Okay. <laughs> so, um, thank you so much for being on the show. Please come back again. Definitely, anytime, anytime. So, and thank you, Joe, for helping me out as always. I just want thank to say you, um, thank you, Katie. <laughs> thank you, Juicy, yep. and, and listen, my thoughts with you. I loved, loved, loved having you on the show and and learning and listening with you. And and my thoughts are with you and your daughter. Thank you so much. I appreciate All right, it. So, um, good night, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you again next week. Good night, good night. everyone.